Hey guys, welcome to the Massive Iron Channel. I'm Steve Shaw. Welcome to Massive Iron Live. It is Friday, May 13th. Friday, May 13th. And happy to be here. Not enough sleep last night. Uh, up till midnight doing some uh, some personal stuff, taking care of bills and whatnot. And then the dog got me up early today. So a uh, little bit tired, but we're crushing the monster energy drinks and we're... Uh, we're cruising along, okay. Uh, just a couple things before we get started, guys. This is um, turning these live videos into podcasts. And you can check out the Massive Iron Podcast on Spotify. Just search Massive Iron Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Bean, and just about everywhere else. Now, a couple other things as well. Uh, before we get started, if your questions aren't coming through, head over to Instagram, Epin the Barman, Epin the Barman. Head over to Instagram, and I'll scroll that down below just so you guys have a visual. Head over to Instagram, Epin the Barman. Slide into my DM with comments, and uh, I'll try to get to them during the live video. If your comment doesn't show up, it is not me. Uh, it is... Um, YouTube. YouTube is very funny about comments. So let me know where you guys are tuning in from, what you got going on this weekend, today, what you're training. And don't hesitate to toss in some off-topic uh, questions. And um, before we get started, I want to talk just real quick about my app. I am, I've been working on my app behind the scenes uh, doing a lot of work, and it's going to be launching on Monday, so stay tuned. Um, I'm going to try to log in here and give you guys a little bit of a preview. Now, my app, we're going to be give anybody that signs up for the first month, and you can cancel at any time, so I want you guys to, uh, to take note of this. You can cancel at any time, and... Um, the first month's only going to be a dollar, but you only have eight days to get in on that deal. This is just a little bit behind the scenes of the programs I'm working on adding on my app and some of the programs I have now. Um, so anybody that gets in during the first eight days for a dollar, and again, if you want to get off the boat after the first month, that's fine. Um, but after, if you get in the first uh, first eight days, you get a chance to win a barbell, power bar, and plates from Bells of Steel. And I'm going to be having a you know a working relationship with Bells of Steel moving forward. Uh, for a long time, I recommended folks go to Titan Fitness, and uh, moving my focus to Bells of Steel because they're going to be supporting my channel. I think they're a good company. Alpha Destiny is on board with them. Bald Omni-Man is on board with them. And I'm going to be uh, supporting them as well. Some good people. I talked to them this week. They're supporting my channel. And I'm going to support them. Uh, so look for that. Once the app is released on Monday, you'll have eight days until the following Monday to sign up. And, uh, again, it's only a buck. So you get a chance to win uh, a, a power bar and plates. Now, they ship to U.S. and Canada. If somebody wins and they're not from the U.S. and Canada, I'm going to give you a bunch of stuff. Two months free coaching, uh, $300 PayPal gift card, and all kinds of good stuff. Now, with this uh, as well, you're going to get, if you sign up, you're going to get the um, massive, massive bulking 
PDF, et cetera. Now, just a one more point of note on this app. Um, it's going to have nutrition. I'm going to be adding recipes. I'm going to be adding new workouts uh, weekly. And I got some new power muscle block workouts in here that are upgrades from the old ones. They're brand new, brand new. Also on here, we're going to have massive mass three ways. Uh, so the new massive mass system. And if you haven't heard about that, check that out in the workout section at superlivingtoday.com. Uh, those are new. And I'm going to have some sandbox workouts as well, uh, full bodies and upper lowers and body part splits where you can go in and actually uh, swap out the exercises you want, swap in the exercises you do want, et cetera. So that's it, guys. I got a lot of stuff coming on the app. So look for that on Monday. All right. Enough of the commercials, guys. Post up your questions. There are no dumb questions, only stupid questions. Now, Speaking of which, um, I want to let you guys know we had a very successful podcast, string podcast, on West Side um, with uh, Faz and Bromley and Alpha Destiny. We're going to be doing a muscle building podcast uh, with, and uh, we're still working out the details right now, but it's going to include Jeffrey Verity Schofield, etc. So let's dive in. Uh, just a reminder, if you post a question before live starts at 11, you get a chance to win either a Team Massive membership or or uh, if, you have, if you're a member of Team Massive already, you can win a T-shirt or, or a hoodie if you want. So no big deal. All right. So we got... Uh, uh, YouTube comment section is filled with some of the most smooth-brained. Uh, somebody was just commenting on my recent uh, Instagram post. So, Oz Spas, hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Brendan Bowman with the first question today. Do bro splits actually work for an Addy? Seven days a week uh, seems so long to wait. Well, Brendan, understand that regardless of how you train, full body, upper, lower, AB split, uh, bro split, pro split, you're going to have the same volume each week. Um, so you're going to have the same number of workouts each week. So I would uh, I would kind of challenge you to, to think through that a little bit. You're going to have the same number. Uh, you're going to have the same volume on a weekly basis. Um, so you're going to have the same number of workouts in, in many cases, three or four, uh, sometimes five, depending on how you pro approach things. So you're going to have the same weekly volume. A bro splits 100% work. Uh, there's no there's no debate that they don't work at all. Uh, it's just a false belief, and it's been a form of brainwashing in the industry for far too long. But um, if you look at the uh, you know if you look at lifters over the last 20 years, um, even the last 30 years, you know most of the folks I've talked to had used a bro split. A bro splits 100% work, and as far as even the latest science. And I don't want to get too far down the science rabbit hole, but um, it basically says as long as weekly volumes equated, as long as long as you're getting stronger and using a good exercise selection, it's going to work the same, if not better. Do you have to train that way? No. You can do whatever you want, uh, but they 100% work and they work damn well, uh, just as well, equally as anything. You guys don't get caught up in finding magic splits. They don't exist. 
They just don't exist, and it's just a waste of time. You train in a way you want, but don't believe any of the nonsense that um, bro splits don't work. It's it's silliness, and it's founded in one variable, muscle protein synthesis, and one variable out of literally thousands, which is very narrow-minded. Richard Murray, hello from Scotland. Do you have any tips for bent over flies? Now, one of the issues, uh, a couple ways I approach flies, or actually three things I'll give you that I do when I'm approaching flies. Number one, or when I'm using flies, number one, I try to drive my elbow back to move the weight, not the hand. Number two, instead of going straight out on a bent over fly, um, I'll go down a little bit. So I'm not sure if you can see that. Let me hide this a little bit, but you're not going out. I go bring the elbow down and I go down a little bit. So I also try to drive my palm back like this. I try to drive like the bottom of my hand. I try to drive back like this. Does that make sense? So when I'm doing a fly, it's the back of my hand away. I can really feel my rear delts that way. So don't do arms flared. Drive the elbows back like you're trying to, you know, elbow somebody behind you. And the bottom of your hand, I try to drive it back like that. Um, I just feel I can get a better, uh, I feel I can get a better uh, feel on my rear delt. So I hope that helps a little bit. Dungeons and Dumbbells, how's it going from Canada? Dungeons and Dumbbells is a machine from Canada. Uh, Eric Redbeard, how beneficial is going over 150 grams of protein in a day? Uh, should it be a goal to push that higher? Well, on a cut, you probably want a little bit higher. I, I don't get the first thing we need to understand is don't get caught up in numbers. Um, we want dietary balance and we want to focus on nutrients. And if somebody is under 150 grams of protein, a male, and let's say a woman is under 110, 120 grams of protein, we have to ask ourselves. You know, honestly, is the diet approach balanced? Is your eating approach balanced? So even if you're on a cut, uh, Eric, and somebody's doing 2,000 calories a day, <clears throat> excuse me, 150 grams of protein is 600 calories or only 30%, you know, of their diet. So having 30% of your diet at 2,000 calories go to protein is um, it's fairly balanced. It's fairly reasonable. Generally, what happens when we go lower on protein is we tend to fill it with extra carbs, which aren't inherently bad. But in many cases, we're filling it with more junk carbs, um, you know, frivolous carb sources, things we don't want, like white sugar, uh, white flour, that sort of thing, if that makes sense. So if you're in a cut, you kind of want to go higher, a little bit higher. It's more, it's more, uh, you'll experience more satiety in general. But um, you, you definitely, you definitely don't want to go too low. And if you're somebody eating, you know, not in a cut at 2,500 2, calories a day, <clears throat> excuse me, then um, 150 grams is less than 25% of your, your calorie intake. So, some of this has to do with dietary balance, and some of this has to do with uh, nutrient intake. Hog blockula. 
Chin-ups are 100% my weakness. And by chin-ups, I assume you mean pull-ups. Just, just for uh, those keeping score at home, a chin-up is usually uh, palms facing your face, palms towards your face. That's a chin-up. And a pull-up is usually considered palms away or even palms neutral. So just doesn't really matter. Um, they can be very difficult movement for many people. They're 100% your weakness, and you're not alone. They're mine as well. At the moment, I've been doing chin-ups and lat pull-downs for vertical pulls. Should I add more volume and frequency or just be patient? Well, the way I like to put it is, and I made a post about this on bench uh, this week, adding one rep on bench every uh, third workout will get you to like a 445 bench in four years. So that's a pretty big rate of progress. Now in pull-ups, if you were to add only uh, one rep every six weeks, say, okay, that's uh, you know close to seven or eight reps a year, and over four years, you know, like thirty reps. So you would be pretty much a beast on pull-ups and chin-ups, even at that rate. So we need to understand that, you know, if we can just get a rep every six or seven weeks, we're going to be in a pretty good place, you know. So um, if you want to do that more frequently, and let me see if I can pull this up. Let me see if I can pull this up. Oop, wrong tab here. Head over to my website, superlivingtoday.com. There is a, uh, and search pull-ups or push-ups. Uh, let's see here. Let me just share the screen. I have a frequency program and I'll get this off. If you go over the uh, magic search button and search pull up, let's see if that'll do it. 12 weeks to better push-ups and pull-ups. And there's a frequency program in there. Uh, if you want a little bit of help. But to answer your question, yeah, you can do it more frequently. Not a lot of downsides to that. Just make sure you do them after your workouts, uh, the main meat and potatoes of your workouts. And, um, you know, beyond that, you know, just be patient. Uh, make sure you're not doing them the day before like a back workout. Hey, massive family. Thanks as always, big hairy ugly dude. Thank you. We'll try to get through the sinus issues that are plaguing me this spring. My nose is completely locked up, which is not unusual for me, and it makes breathing uh, just a, a joy, but we'll hang tight. Amanda P. Amanda P. says, do macro percentages matter? Not really. Not as a be-all, end-all. Um, you know, you want to look at, first off, you want to make sure at least 20% of your daily intake is from fats. So you got that in place. You want that in place because fats are good for organ health, skin, brain, central nervous system health, that sort of thing. So at least 20% of your daily calories from fats, um, you can go higher than that. You can go 25 or 30. Folks that have a need a higher calorie diet, generally, you know, you know, going a little bit higher on fats is good. 
Um, but just make sure you're getting the minimum. Now, just like we talked about uh, seconds ago on protein intake, you want to make sure your protein intake is balanced. You know, you uh, probably want to be around 25% at least uh, of your daily income from protein. So percentages don't matter. They don't and they do. You don't really want fats below 20. You don't really want protein below 25. But as long as you're above those levels, you can adjust uh, macros to fit your eating preferences, right? Maybe you don't like to eat as much protein. Maybe you're vegan and it's harder to eat as much protein. Whatever the case is, you can uh, you can adjust them. But specific macros uh, don't matter uh, at all, you know. So don't worry about that. Just hit your minimum on fats and uh, you know balance out your uh, your protein intake. Mickey Chan, big hair ugly dude. Do you like using percentage-based program? No. What's the common problem with a cookie cutter percentage-based program? I just don't like percentage-based programs. It's not my philosophy. Uh, they can have their place in peaking programs, uh, strength peaking when you know your maxes, but I don't like to randomly do uh, percentage-based training. I like to have my training. My training is power building. My training is meat and potatoes, pushing pushing sets hard, trying to maximize sets, and percentages just have no place in that for me. I don't want to bore I, – I, I, I'm not saying they don't work or can't work. They can in a well-structured program. But I don't want to go into the gym and, and do 70% uh, of my max for three sets of five. I find that boring. You know, I like to challenge myself. So, um. You know, cookie cutter based percentage programs, number one, most people don't know what the true max is. And what's the point? I don't think they're overly uh, super effective for muscle building uh, because you have to have some sets or some hard work in the mix where you're pushing things. So just keep that in mind. Stein, how's it going? Happy Friday. How much would increased calories go from cut to bulk? Well, Let's take somebody on a 2,500, 2,600 uh, maintenance level, like an average average man in their 30s. That would be pretty reasonable. 25, 26, 27, 28, let's not get caught up in the numbers. Let's just say somebody's at 2,500. And during their cut, they're doing 2,000. Like, establish that during a cut, no one does, you know, very few people are perfect day in and day out. They Very few people have the same calories every single day. So there is some variance. So uh, the 2,500-calorie man, as an example, and you can adjust up or down uh, accordingly, might have um, 2,000 days, 20 days with 2,050, 2,100, uh, even 2,250, and maybe some days higher, 24, 25. So they're in the range of 2,000 to 2,300 on, you know, probably 2,100 on average. That would be a good goal. On a bulk, um, you probably start at about 200 above maintenance and uh, watch the scale for a couple weeks just to see what is taking place. So, excuse me, you're looking at like 2100 to 2700 as a you know starting point variance, so about 600 calories ish. And that's not a rule. 
Uh, why is high blood pressure while exercising healthy okay? Um, exertion is part of living. And uh, we don't really achieve anything exceptional without some form of exertion. So mild periods of exertion are okay on the body generally. I mean, obviously there are some health conditions where that is a bad thing. But, um, you know, the body is okay generally to handle mild periods of exertion. Um, usually we adapt to it, right? When you start running uh, faster, training harder, we adapt. This makes us stronger. So the question is, if you don't do it, you know, can you be strong? Can you be healthier? Can you be more fit? Not really. So there's going to be a price to pay, and that's going to be a temporary state where your blood pressure goes up and the body is stressed. This is not really anything to fear unless your body is in a bad health state. So excuse me, guys. My allergies are really awful right now, and uh, my sinuses, my nose is blocked. So it's giving me fits. Uh, my windshield is basically covered with uh, – was covered with um, – pollen this morning so it bothers bothers me a lot but i'm hanging in there i just can't breathe through my nose very well sign how often would you make changes every week or every other week um to calories it has to be driven by what the scale is doing and you have to be patient with that on a bulk or on a cut on a cut the biggest thing is consistency is the person being consistent that's your biggest concern because um, what I'll see a lot is you'll have somebody on a cut and then you'll give them like a target of 2,200 and then like every third day they're over like 2,400, 2,350, 2,250. And like I'm only over a little bit. Yeah, but that raises the average. So on a cut, that's the biggest issue. You know, are you sticking to your ceiling or are you raising that average? Um, on a bulk, you know, you have to be super patient the first two or three weeks and get through all the dips and dives and, and peaks to see where the actual trend is on uh, your weight. So I could show you some client uh, graphs, but I don't have anything prepared, but on a bulk, you really have to be super patient. You have to establish generally two or three weeks to look for trends. And then if the trend is in the zone where you want to be the trajectory where you want to be, uh, want it to be from a um, from a uh, you know graphing standpoint, then you're you're good to go. Let me see if I can actually find a client's. Um, let me see if I can actually find a client's graph without showing the client's name to kind of uh, show you um, weight trends. Let me see. Let me see if I can hide this person's uh, name a little bit. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. We're almost there. Take that. And we'll make that bigger. Okay, I think I got it hidden. I think I got that hidden. Okay. Good to go. Let me pull that over. Whoops. All right, I think we got it. Let me do a screen share here.
So this is a uh, this is a graph. Um, this is a three month graph of a client, and you can see um, you can see how many dips and dives it takes. So somewhere at the bottom here, around April twenty six, the client decides they're going to start gaining weight again, and we have. Uh, 15 days so they've gained 187 to 193 pounds in 15 days a little too aggressive you can see the trajectory of the curve so we'd have to pull it back but that's what you got to look if you look uh right here at this curve when they were losing weight they started around 193 and uh they dipped down to like 189 which is like four pounds uh, in a month which was a little bit uh, a little bit low. So you really have to look at the tra trajectory of the graph, be really smart about it and, um, you know, make adjustments from there. So I'm not sure if that helps. Son. Josh, a finished second cut, 168 and 10% beer time. Enjoy, man. You have earned it. Horn frog. Happy Friday. Did your torn, uh, torn hamstring, was your torn hamstring a partial or full tear? And did you have surgery? I did not need surgery. Um, it was a, a pretty bad tear, but it it was something, uh, I mean, it felt bad at the time. I started moving right away. I always remembered an article, I believe, from Louis Simmons about once you have a tear, start moving that part so it can, uh, that muscle area so it can start repairing normally. That's what I did. And, you know, and, uh, I believe I went out and hiked two days later. Was not fun. Was not fast. But I started moving. Uh, I think it was only two uh, two miles or so. But um, it was not a complete tear, and uh, it was um, it was it was pretty bad though. It was probably as bad as you can get without needing surgery. Uh, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. Nicholas, I recently lost my appetite after taking a few days off in the gym. Uh, things like that can be normal. You know, the body's very complex, but just um, always understand, you know, you're moving less. Maybe the body wants to eat less, but if it's only a couple days off, keep your calories steady. Remember that your body's still repairing from the workouts you just did. Rico, how's it going, Rico? Woodulus, I'm looking for a book recommendation. What's your favorite book and why? Uh, Woodulus, what kind of book? What kind of book are you looking for? What kind of book are you looking for? You looking for uh, you looking for fiction, nonfiction? Let me know. Brendan, three by ten or five by ten? Um, set and rep ranges don't matter. You got to look at the context of the program. There's no magic set and rep ranges. Anything can work in the context of a program. Nothing is magic, and nothing is better than the other. In the context of a program, you could do four four exercises of five by ten. You could do five exercises three by ten. It all, all that matters is weekly volume and how hard you're pushing the sets in the context of the program. Angel, big hairy ugly dude. Why do heart problems seem to be a common issue with weightlifters? Uh, heart problems tend to be a common issue with big people. So even if they're uh, healthy, you look at football players who are big, um, rugby players who are big, wrestlers that are big. The heart, the reality is uh, even tall people suffer from early death. And those are, uh, that's not a made up statistic. Tall people tend to not live as long. 
And generally, one of the big factors is because of weight. The heart has a harder time sustaining that mass over time, whether it's fat or muscle. Now, I'm not saying it's equal or equated. Not saying that at all. Um, but, you know, you, you're going to be heavier. It's going to be harder for your body to sustain that weight. So there, there comes a unique set of demands on the heart with that. So that's one reason not to get really over 230, 240. Uh, Rico, where's your big dog, Ben? Uh, Peanut, we had to give away. Peanut had to, had to go to a different home. We just didn't have time to take care of her um, with all of our work demands. So we had to, uh, we gave her to a friend. Brennan, can squats and deadlifts help back pain? Well, over time, you can strengthen your lower back and they can help uh, with back pain in that sense. If you compare uh, someone who just sits all the time that doesn't exercise, they tend to have back issues. So you take someone that has just squatted and deadlifted and lifted for 10 years and they're, they're going to tend to have a much stronger uh, lower back. Soy sauce banana, morning from Cali. Sword drawn side laterals. Those are dumbbell laterals or my bulldozer laterals for those keeping score at home. And seated cable curls have become my favorite game changers. Give us more tricks. You bet. Will do. Amanda P., how do you figure out why workouts are suffering? Uh, you have to have somebody. Uh, well, first off, Amanda, you mean from an energy standpoint, a performance standpoint, or just not getting results? I guess I would have to know uh, that is a follow-up question. Yakov, will Team Massive members have any discount on the new app? Um, the new app will be uh, $1 for the first month for anyone. So there'll be no discounts uh, beyond that. It's a whole separate product. The only advantage uh, if you pay for Team Massive is that you pay a one-time fee and get for life. App members who sign up uh, will get Team Massive while they're on the app, but only while they're on the app. So it's a whole separate product. And unfortunately, um, it, it's being the finances are being handled by the person on the app uh, through, a, through an account called Stripe. So, no, um, I can occasionally put together discounts, and I might be able to put together a discount code for Team Massive members. I will see about that. That's a very good question. I could possibly do that. Uh, what's the goals in the weight room right now? Good question. I've been thinking a lot about powerlifting again. And, uh, you know, I haven't been putting up all my swolfies and selfies and all kinds of crap you know i haven't been doing that i just have i've been so like the pandemic hit we got back from scotland um we're running training for our 96 hour run we're like running's consuming our life barely lifting barely having time to lift you know trying to squeeze in three sessions a week and uh you know it, it just was like holding steady nothing spectacular so i wasn't taking a lot of videos uh from the gym so I've been considering, uh, obviously I've been training for mass uh, the last three months, trying to get back into it after COVID. But, um, you know, I have, 
been considering training for strength as well, you know, pure strength, working some some of that in the mix. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm thinking about it. You know, I, I hate training and not having a specific goal, like just general mass. So sometimes I need a specific goal uh, to help me uh, move forward. And will I ever try a four or five bench again? Here's the honest truth, Rico. Um, there was a uh, time two years ago when I was running a lot where I wasn't uh, training my shoulders very often and uh, not as often as I wanted, not as heavy as I wanted to. And my shoulders were getting super stiff. Um, and then I started training my shoulders again. I, I didn't think I was going to be able to bench. It hurt lowering the bar down. It really hurt a lot. Uh, but that was because I was developing an imbalance. I wasn't training my shoulders enough. And I didn't think I'd ever be able to bench uh, 300 again. But my bench is coming along pretty well. Uh, my projected bench right now, if you just look at weight and reps, is you know well over 350, 360. Um, this last week, Monday, believe it or not, I actually I had been doing the 510-1020 program, and I actually worked up in triples just to kind of for the first time, not super heavy triples, but uh, just to see how things felt, you know, a little bit heavier. And I got to an easy 260 by three, which is certainly not impressive uh, at all. But, you know, I'm, it was kind of a tester to see mentally, do I want to push my bench up again? Because I had been doing, uh, I don't know, I think I got up to 170 by 20, uh, you know, rebuilding after COVID. So I don't know, man. I think I, I, think I could probably hit uh, an easy 315 by three right now. And how much more, I don't know. I've been kind of afraid because I developed that imbalance on my shoulders, but things are feeling really good right now. So uh, we shall, we shall uh, see. We shall see. All right. Why are heart, oh, sorry, got that one already. And this is live. This is where we started at 11. So one question before this. Wins a team massive membership or... A uh, T-shirt. So, where are you? Where are you? Um, Hog. If you are not a member of Team Massive, you can hit me up on Instagram at Ben the Barman at Ben the Barman. Uh, slide into my DM or email me Ben the Barman at gmail.com. I'll give you a Team Massive membership if you do not want that or are already a member. And sometimes I don't know because of names. I can give you a Team Massive hoodie or Team Massive t-shirt. So slide into my DM on Instagram or uh, email me, bendthebarman at gmail.com. Let me see if I got any uh, DMs on Instagram. Any questions? DMs? Had a couple. Uh, uh, nope, not yet. Good to go. What's going on, Neo? Neo's a client of mine. How's it going, Neo? DevDog712, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Andreas, do you have any relationship to John Meadows? No, not at all. I've talked to John a couple times in a professional uh, manner when I was at Tiger Fitness doing content and uh, talked to him about trying to get content up, um, you know, to help him draw eyeballs to his uh, supplement line. 
Uh, but that's as much as I had uh, with John. Hassan, how can I increase my pull-ups from 9 to 20 to, to uh, 9 to 10 to 20? Um, you, you can do them frequently. You can do pull-ups frequently. You can also uh, maybe alternate with neutral grip pull-ups. They seem to be a little bit better to build some strength. You could rotate in uh, band-assisted pull-ups. So there's some different tricks you can work in the mix. I would probably do them frequently. Um, and then I would alternate probably between sets of regular pull-ups and uh, neutral grip pull-ups. Make sure you're not doing them half-assed. Uh, make sure you're doing them all the way down where you get full extension. You know, you're not just air braking like this. And uh, check out my book over at superlivingtheday.com. Not a book. It's a PDF. It's just a, it's a little bit of a program. Uh, just You can search in the search button, the search thing, the search area, just pull-ups. Look out for guys in hockey masks today. So I want to share something with you guys, a funny story about that. Uh, on the old uh, Instagram, it's Friday the 13th. And a little-known fact, you can insert jokes here. I was born on Friday the 13th. So on Instagram today, I posted my Friday the 13th picture. And I'm sitting in, this is a downtown area where I live. That was right next to my old apartment. And on uh, Halloween one year, I posted this in a local community group. And someone took it as a threat. I said, be careful. On, uh, on Mulberry Street today, and someone took it as a threat and said they were going to call the cops because I was threatening them. So there's my funny uh, Friday the 13th story. All right, Horn Frog. How about a cameo appearance by your beautiful wife and puppy? They are both downstairs working right now. I'm upstairs, second level. They're downstairs. Uh, my wife is working hard. Uh, she is a seamstress and has a seamstress business, and her business is rocking, and they're downstairs right now. Mickey Chan, would more muscular uh, enhance cold resistance and allow one to dress less in wintertime? I always found I felt warmer when I was eating more and had more mass, so I, I think so in general. Hassan, uh, we already tackled that one. Rico, how much is it after the first month on the training app? It is going to be about a dollar a day or $29.99. Uh, and, you know, understand, guys, the training app will allow you to track your food. Um, you'll get access to Team Massive. You can put form videos up there, and I can help you with form. So it's like a form of micro-coaching. You'll be able to run my programs, jump between my programs, ask me help on a daily basis on Team Massive. Uh, you can actually upload a form video on the app, and I can do a voiceover critique right on the video. So that's going to be all part of it uh, for those of you that sign up for the app. So it's like micro-coaching. So it's going to be $29.99 a month after. There will be an opportunity to pay 12 months in advance if you guys want. Uh, but it'll be like a form of micro-coaching. You'll get team massive uh, benefits. You can ask me questions. You can get the form stuff. And uh, you can um, you can uh, get my help. And uh, again, I'm going to try to see if I can get a discount for existing Team Massive members. Thoughts on the carnivore diet? For those of you guys that missed my podcast yesterday with Sean Baker, I had Sean Baker on the author of the carnivore diet. And I believe I got his book right over here, hiding in my office. Um, 
here's my thoughts. And he is not a, uh, you know, like this is the only way to eat type of guy. You know, I know his girlfriend eats veggies and stuff. I'm a plant strong, uh, meat strong eater. I, I eat both. And that's what I believe in. Uh, I believe in nutrient heavy diet. I also believe there's a war going on against meat, which is completely misguided and a lot of propaganda. And it's forcing people to eat less meat, which is a shame because meat is nutrient rich and it is a superfood. Heaven forbid we refer to meat as a superfood and not a veggie, right? We can only call broccoli a superfood, right? Now, I eat, uh, you know, I eat bison, elk, wild boar, venison, mostly grounds uh, because they're just convenient for me. All that kind of good stuff. I like to mix, mix up my variety. But, um, you know, meat-centric diet is going to have plenty of nutrition. It's going to have plenty of satiety. And it's hard to get fat on. It's just, uh, I'm meat strong, plant strong. I believe in both. Eric from Indiana. How's it going? Harut, what's going on? Scruffy like a boss. Back here for another live. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, joining in. How do you conduct deloads properly? Well, first off, um, I don't want you just to jump straight into a deload. If you're feeling weak, tired, or whatever, just take a couple days off. Eat a little bit more. Do a Netflix binge. You know, relax. Go for a hike. Do something fun. Get your head out of the game. Uh, take, take two or three days off and rest. If you still feel kind of beat up at that point, then reduce. You can go to the gym, but reduce probably a set per exercise. And about 20% in weight. This is not a hard carved in stone rule, but a general guideline. So um, that's a good starting point. And you don't have to go a full week either. You know, you could you could take two, three days off from the gym, uh, do two or three deload workouts. And if you feel ready, just let it rip. Alexander, yo, big, hairy, ugly dude, what's wrong? You're absolutely right about bro splits. Many monst monsters still work like bros. And nothing bad happens to them. It's just nonsense, man. The the anti-bro split nonsense is just a bunch of crap. It, it really is. Uh, it, it absolutely is. And if you listen to any of the top voices in hypertrophy, they're going to echo the same sentiment. You know, folks that focus on muscle protein synthesis only and not the 200,000 other variables involved with training, you know, they're, they're, they're in a cult. It's as simple as that. They're in some form of weird lifting cult where you can only train a certain way. And it's bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. And if you think you're going to get better results, um, if you think you can't get an equal results on a bro split, you're just lying to yourself. It's as simple as, as it gets. Doesn't mean you need to do them. You can do whatever you want, but it doesn't mean they're not effective. John, are there any exercises where Smith Machine is actually optimal? Uh, good question. Uh, now, this isn't a question <coughs> for those watching. i got something in my throat here. This isn't a question that is calling the Smith Machine junk. So those of you uh, viewing understand that. What John is asking is, there are any exercises where the Smith machine is the best choice? And uh, that's a really, really good question. Um, I don't know where they're um, 
would be a case where the Smith machine is the best choice. I don't think it's the best choice on seated overhead press. I don't feel it's the best choice on deadlifts. I don't feel it's the best choice on squats or bench. Uh, so, no, I would say uh, not the best choice uh, at all on any exercise. That doesn't mean it's a bad choice. So I'd probably have to say no. I can't think of any, but somebody will probably come up with a good answer where the Smith machine, a good option with the Smith machine is the best choice for that movement. Giuseppe, hope all is well. If I don't get enough protein in a given day, can I make up? I'm not a big fan of the make it up mindset, right? Um, number one, I'm I'm a big fan of planning and consistency. Uh, and planning for days when you have bad days. Like if you know you're gonna have a bad day, what are you gonna do? You know, make a plan, make a plan for bad days. But if you go under on calories or protein, you know, just kind of or under on protein, but calories are good, just keep the train rolling. I wouldn't worry about it. That micromanagement really isn't going to have a benefit. Uh, calories, if you're under on calories, you know, probably eat a little bit more to make up for it. You want to keep that weekly calorie average up there. Uh, but just try to avoid it as much as you can. Try to plan for it. R, hi, sir. How you doing? Stein. Team Massive folks, have a great weekend. Thank you, Stein. I'm able to reach 90-pound dumbbells for a few reps, which is highest weight at a local gym. Uh, any way to make it more difficult, or should I just focus on uh, more weight on bench barbell? So a few reps, uh, Giuseppe, I'd like to know how many you mean by a few. Is that five, four, eight? Maybe clarify. And how's it going, Ann? And Ali, how's it going, Ali? MG254, landmine chest press with a V-bar handle. Uh, is that an effective workout or useless? I'm trying to think what you got going on here, MG. Uh, so landmine chest press, are you doing it standing? Cause there's a variation where you can do it seated. And in the seated variation, you know, you're just doing a one arm. So I assume you're doing the standing, uh, chest press, landmine chest press. If it works for you with a V bar, uh, it wouldn't be useless. Um, I'd probably say some kind of a handle where you can grip and pull at the same time is a good option. Um, let me get, let me show you guys something that I have at home. And I believe before I open my mouth, this is what I have used. And here we go. This is the Viking press. So I have used this for overhead presses and a landmine chest press and it's only 54 bucks it's called the neutral grip uh viking press and you can also do it you know grip like this if you want you can see from the handles this is at titan fitness i have no affiliation with them uh, but this is just what i have and it's only 54 bucks and you can see mr mr smooth criminal here is doing some sort of a overhead or chest press so yeah you can uh you can do this as well. If a V-bar works for you, um, this is a good option as well. Anthony Lopez, do you think change in daily routine such as work schedule and time you hit the gym can cause a hiccup? Yeah, man, anything can uh, toss you off a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, change in sleep habits when you work out, change in when you eat. Little things like that can definitely mess you up. Uh, I know they can mess me up. 
and mentally, you know, you really kind of have to be on your game and just get back at it. To add to your recent podcast, I think the conjugate method minus speed work could be the very could be the best for power building. The important uh, the volume and intensity don't change, and accessories are extremely important. However, you do your twenty percent, your strength work, you know, your your meat and potatoes on your big lifts, that's up for debate. You know, the meat and potatoes, uh, you know, the eighty percent that we talked about, so very important, but. Um, this is why we have discussions like that. You know, there's a hundred different top power lifters with a hundred different methods. So what can we learn from all of them? That's the question I'm asking myself. Daniel, education, educate an aspiring cigar smoker. Well, there are some different, the best thing I can say is, uh, Go to a website where you can um, search different types of cigars because let me see if I can find something here to actually show you because you have different lengths, different diameters, uh, different shapes, and different types of tobacco. And they can all, they can all taste different. So you have the wrapper. Uh, you have, I believe, the wrapper, the binder. Um, you have the size, you have the ring gauge, all that kind of stuff, the diameter. There's different tobaccos on each, right? So you can have a different flavor depending on the diameter and the wrapper. And you have different types of tobacco. These are all different, uh, different lengths and shapes, and it goes over them. I'm trying to see if it has uh, colors. Da, da, da. There's different colors of different wrappers. Maduro is a darker one. Okay. Maduro is one of my favorite. Not Colorado Maduro, but regular Maduro. I like the flavor. Um, and then you have like the Connecticut. Um, so the Maduros are darker. You have different shades, different types of tobacco, different lengths. Um, and you have different leaves, unlike the, uh, the wrapper. Like if you have a smaller diameter than the, and I'm no super expert, but the leaves on the wrapper, um, you're going to get more of your flavor from that. Uh, and that can be a little bit more dynamic. So there's a wide range of flavors you're going to get from these. You can get some spiciness. Um, you can get some sweetness, you know, so on and so forth. So my best advice is to start with brands that are well-known, bigger brands, and start with smaller guys, smaller length uh, cigars, so you're not smoking yourself to death. And uh, try a few things out. Try a few different brands. Try a few different uh, types of tobacco, types of cigars, Connecticut, Maduro. See what you like. And um, get a good drink to go with it. Take your time. Remember, you don't inhale cigar smoke. Some people panic about cigars, but you do not inhale. Uh, but there's still a lot of great flavor and a lot of relaxation you can get from that. Louis Bruno, Big Harry Ugly Dude, any tips on getting my bulking weight back up if I had uh, C19? I lost five pounds in one week, and I bulked for at least three months to gain that back. 
Uh, COVID, yep, that's what I had. I, I was completely down with two months. In fact, I had somebody on Instagram uh, go after me today, but I don't think they knew I had COVID. Um, just be consistent, man. I mean, that's all you can do. You don't want to overbulk, but you probably want to uh, continue to gain about a pound and a half or two, two pounds a month, you know, the next three months moving forward and just stay on that train. That's all you can do. Um, you know, that'll give you some little extra food and some fuel and some, uh, you know, some calories to help you build muscle. So not a lot of, not a lot of tips I would give you other than to stay on that train for another three, four months and see how things go. Stan, how's it going from Norway? Done deal. Need a cue for shrugs, such as a small movement. I can't tell if I'm doing them right. Well, um, I try to drive my elbows and shoulders up at the same time. You know, I try not to pull with my hands. So I try to do elbows and shoulders at the same time. I think of them as like two links in the chain that are moving simultaneously. And uh, with, with shrugs, you need to get in a good time under tension. So that usually means some reasonable amount of volume because there's such a small little movement pattern. Uh, so get in some volume. Don't just, you can do some of these, you know, holds at the top. But at the end of the day, I don't find them any more valuable than just getting in general time under tension. So um, don't be afraid to power them a little bit, you know, to power, to drive those elbows up a little bit and, and, and traps at the same time. Joey, I'm 140 pounds and I've been eating about 3,000 calories a day trying to gain weight and haven't been seeing progress. I get full quick. Well, Joey, I'm going to tell you, um, you got to, you got to, you got to play by the rules. So what does that mean? I understand that you get full quick, but we're going to need to increase the calorie uh, uh, intake. And the best way to do that is by eating, adding a little bit more fattier uh, types of foods. Carb foods and meat foods, they can be pretty pretty quick to satiate you, to, to satisfy. On meals um, where you are trying to fit in a few more calories, things like a little bit of avocado, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of sour cream uh, can help. Adding an ounce of heavy cream to a protein shake can get in calories. Adding a little bit of butter to your veggies or meat can help get in calories. And uh, snacking on stuff like nuts, uh, macadamia nuts and that sort of thing can uh, get in some extra calories. So you want to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit with higher calorie foods that have a lot of nutrient value. Mike, our lat pull-down is one of those exercises that are slow to progress and weight 100%. They can be super frustrating because lat pull-downs, to me, they always feel like you go four or five months and then you max out and then you're like screwed forever. Uh, like there's just a point on so many machines where you're just not going to make any progress. It's a very frustrating lift for me. I'm not going to lie. Over the years, it's been one of the most frustrating regardless of the machine. Because you seem to just crush it, crush it, crush it, crush it. And then, like, you can't add a rep forever. Uh, and it's just like all of a sudden you reach a leverage tipping point on so many machines. That's one reason I like to do bulldozer training or rest pause training on them. Because you might be able to squeeze in another rep during your block or rest pause set that you couldn't get in last week. But a very, a very, very frustrating uh exercise invisible 
<laughs> invisible. Sorry, man. Invisible saying can't see my comments. Uh, I can see this one, but if you sent anything before that, uh, I can't see it. And just checking, I was checking Instagram to see if you sent a DM comment. You guys can if your comments aren't going through. Head over to Instagram at Ben the Barman, slide in my DM, and post a comment. Uh, da, 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 Kevin, oops, let me get that off there. Working out right now, having a home gym is pretty sweet. Yeah, you can do a lot in your home gym. You can put on uh, baseball games. You can put on podcasts. You can put on obnoxious music, or you can just do it in silence. Nicholas, exercise to avoid with uh, an augural hernia. Uh, not my area of expertise, man. Not my area of expertise. I'm no hernia expert, and I'm not even going to begin to pretend like I'm uh, an expert in this. I've never had a hernia. Don't get a lot of clients with a hernia. Definitely something you want to talk to your doctor about. Giuseppe, been able to do dumbbell chest press uh, for eight reps for three sets. So I would continue them up to 15s. Um, you could try alternating, which is left or right. Uh, you could try rest pause uh, as well. But once you kind of get to that point, um, you know, I, I would not set them aside completely. I'd probably do at least one set of 15s. But, yeah, I'd probably take my focus uh, elsewhere on improving other lifts. What's your opinion on doing only pause squats? I have a slight hip shift. On squats, if you have a hip shift, I want you to I want you to take this tip seriously. When you're squatting, when you're initiating the squat, think about driving your butthole straight down to the ground uh, while you're squatting. Because a hip shift, you can start to go like this, right? So you really have to focus on driving your butthole straight down to minimize that shift. I've had some clients with spinal issues or with a lot of shift, and that's the first place we start. Uh, a pause squat will also help you control the eccentric a bit more. So with that being the case, uh, that extra control along with the focus on driving your butthole straight down will be a good thing. And once you start to gain confidence and consistency with pause squats, then you can probably work back in regular squats. Kevin, have you ever tried donkey calf raises? Uh, I've had gyms where there were donkey calf machines, but never with a human being on my back. Yeah, they're a pretty good uh, calf exercise. Not sure I'd want to do them with a human on my back, uh, but you know, too much, uh, too much uh, uh, unstable training there for me. Mary Likens, is there a different, decent row variation that can be done while seated? Um. There is a chest there. There's a machine. I have a machine row where you have like a chest supported thing. There's a chest supported row, uh, but seated, you're going to be in an upright position. So other than a machine row, no, uh, a row by its nature is uh, towards the chest. And unless that's a machine that's designed from a leverage standpoint to do it seated, there's not, there's nothing. No. Uh, if my left arm is injured, should I continue pushing the right? Yes, absolutely. There is a lot of uh, reasonable scientific research that shows uh, that um, 
pushing your right will help uh, maintain your left. It sounds silly, but that's kind of a funny way the body works. So absolutely. And Tac Tech 411 says cigars are like bourbons. Yep, bourbons and scotches and and things like that, even beers. Uh, you know, whatever you get into in that world, there's a lot of nuance. And the deeper in you get, the more you start to become attuned to that nuance. Luis, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Francis, any recommendations on abdom abdomen ex isolation exercise? Need to strengthen my core. Um, the first level of uh, the first level of strengthening for me is usually: can you do ab wheel rollouts for multiple sets of ten to fifteen? Can you do like shoulder tap planks? Now, why do I do shoulder tap planks? Well, um. A shoulder tap plank, you can count the reps, so it's better than counting the seconds, so I like that. So I like building a base, core strength with, like, shoulder tap planks and ab wheel rollouts. And beyond that, um, you can start to do, like, uh, cable crunches where you have, like, a rope and you're doing a cable crunch. I, I even like decline sit-ups. I know sit-ups are kind of, like, you know, passe, so 1980, but I like decline sit-ups as well, holding a plate. Rico, is there an era you wish you could go back to or do uh, you like where you're at? Um, man, you know, around 1997, I was at my raw strongest. What do I mean by my raw strongest? Like, that was the peak of my pressing strength before I ever heard of powerlifting. Uh, I was training at a gym uh, that was in North Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and they had dumbbells up to 120s. I remember going in. I would do chest and shoulders on the same day. So I do on my chest, and then I do on my shoulders. And I was doing 120s for fives on seated shoulder presses with dumbbells after my chest training. And I was benching 430 at the time. And I was just at my strongest. I was at my strongest from a pressing standpoint. That was around age 30. And, uh, you know, I took some years off of training when my kids were born. But, you know, that was my, that was my raw strongest on pressing. Done deal. Can we get a massive iron shirt with a misfits font. Let me see if I can find a good misfits font. Let's see misfits fonts. I think we got it. Yeah, we got some misfits fonts going on. Uh, yep. We got some, let me share it here. So, uh, I'll give it a try. I will give it a try and see what kind of trouble we can get into. How about that? All right, Rob, I'm using slingshot only because of shoulder injury. Any routine ideas? Um, just train it the same as your bench. The one thing I would probably suggest is doing some form of periodization, a heavier and a lighter week. And by lighter, I don't mean light, wimpy. Uh, I mean maybe alternate between three rep sets and six rep sets or something like that with some form of progression built in. Uh, my creeping death tool you can find on my website, superlivingtoday.com. You could do something like that where you where you alternate uh, between volume and more lower rep work. But I would probably do that 
Timothy, whoop, where'd he go? Happy Friday to you too. Happy Friday 13th to everybody. We are about an hour in, guys, about an hour in. And just to let you know, we're going to do a, a last call for questions. Uh, if you have any questions, please post them up now. Get them in now. Uh, when the questions run out, I will be jumping ship. Uh, just to let you guys know, um, if you're interested in coaching, you can head over to my website, superlivingtoday.com, right above there. There's a coaching tab, and you can uh, click the coaching tab. I'm going to post something up real quick, just a quick commercial, so hang with me. Da, da, da. All right, where are we? Where are you at? How come I can't find my own website? Super living today. Uh, calm. Yo, what do you mean you can't find it? Oh, I forgot a www. I only put two W's. Get your get your questions in now, guys, because we're about to jump ship. If I don't get questions, I only got a few left in the queue. Uh, here we go. So just a quick commercial since we're an hour in, then we'll get back to questions. Um, head over to my website. You see the coaching tab. Coaching, you can just click this. It's a three-month commitment, $80 a month. I'm with you every single day. We set up a time to talk, and I'd love to work with you. Team Massive, uh, you can get on Team Massive. That's like micro-coaching. It's a one-time fee, but you get it uh, for life. Training app. If you want to be notified when the app goes live, so you can get in on the dollar deal, just hit the notify me. And you just drop in your email, and we will notify everyone when that goes uh, live. And if you want some workouts, check out all the workouts I have. Just tons of good information. All right. Uh, Invisible says, pause squats help me control the movement more. Though the hip shift is on the way up, I can control it while going down. Um, yeah, if you get a little bit of, you know, um, knees moving in or hip shift on the way up, that's usually okay. Sometimes there's little things going on, little micro imbalances, one leg stronger than the other. Um, one leg might be a little bit longer than the other. Just finished The Expanse, cool sci-fi show. I've not heard of it, so I will check it out. What do we got here? Stefan, how do you recommend us to build up before we start working sets on... Uh, on your 28-day power builder. As far as warm-up sets, um, warm-up sets, let me try to put this in a, in a very simple way. Usually uh, usually I do bar by 10 on lifts. Um, then I will probably do like 40% of my weight by 8, 50% by 5 to 6, 60% by 2 to 3, and maybe 70 by 1, and I'm usually ready to go. Uh, Andreas, is the app included in coaching? I'm going to go um, look for a video on Monday where I'm going to go everything on the app. There's two sides of the app. There's push and pull. So for those that just want to run my program uh, programs and are not involved in full-fledged coaching, you will be able to do that. Um, that's the push side. The pull side is for my clients. So I'll be able to – I'll put in their workouts and they'll be able to – optional if they want they don't have to use it but they will be able to run uh their workouts in my app so there's two different sides there's a client side and then there's just someone that can go on my app and run it uh as a bystander run any of my programs so 
if you are involved in coaching, absolutely. And I'll go over all that on Monday in a video. Francis, thank you for the suggestion. Thank you for tuning in. <coughs> Gray, Graybeard, have an awesome weekend. You too. Will the app have a food barcode scanner? No, but the app will connect to Google Fit. And um, Google Fit connects with what? Google Fit connects with uh, other apps. So uh, anything like, I don't know, Strava, MyFitnessPal, uh, what, you know, what other apps connect? Uh, Apple Health. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So anything you can connect or run through or sync up with Google Fit or whatever it's called, you'll be able to pull into my app. So it has a pretty rich nutrition area where we can look at nutrition and uh, analytics and stuff like that, but it's going to pull it in from any app you have synced in Google Fit. So we're just kind of streamlining here. Instead of trying to build a bridge uh, with 842 apps, what we try to do is allow you to sync things up with Google, and then you can just uh, sync Google with the app, if that makes sense. Bulldozer method, do you have variations for every muscle group? You mean like bulldozer laterals? No. I uh, bulldozer laterals and bulldozer rows. I don't really have uh, other exercises, so like that. Giuseppe, recommended brand names for cable machine attachments. That's a really good question. Um I will, let me see if I can find what I, I, I bought something off of Amazon and it's no longer available. Uh, the one that I bought during the pandemic. Um, and it's not some, it's a standalone. I don't like the ones that go into the wall, right? I don't like the, uh, the ones that go into the wall. I'm trying to find here on Titan fitness. There's ones you can get, uh, you know, to put in your lat tower. Da, 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 this is at Titan Fitness, and I'm not familiar with um, Bells of Steel yet, so forgive me. But this type of thing is $2.99, and you can put it in your lat tower, or you can put it in your rack. This one's like $3.29. I kind of prefer the standalone, so I'm trying to see if they have them here. Uh, this is way too expensive compared to the one I got. Mine was like four hundo, um, and this thing's like no. Well, this is a stack. That's why. That's why. Amazon. Uh, let's see. Uh, cable lap tower. Let's see if we got anything over here. Yeah. See, you can get things like this. Um. This is close to what I got, and this is the Titan Fitness one. This is pretty close to what I got, and you can get them, like, I believe anywhere from 300 to 500. I don't like the wall mounted because I like to be able to move things around my gym, so sue me. But uh, notice if, if you have reasonable credit, you can get installments, 41 bucks for 12 months, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Dr. Francis. How can I book an appointment with you in regards to speak to you about progression and aesthetics? If you check out the comments section of any or the uh, information section of any of my videos, there's a phone consult. You can also go over to my website and just search phone 
excuse me, and you can sign up for a phone consult, and I would be glad to help. Uh, Nasser, if I got injured on my right arm, could I still work out on my left? Yep. You won't have to worry about imbalances. Uh, it's You would probably have to work out with one arm over a very long period of time to develop any noteworthy imbalance. What we know from the, uh, the science is that when you continue to work out one side, it tends to help maintain the muscle mass on the other side. So I would definitely consider that. Andrea, thanks. Looking forward to getting massive. Let's do it. Wipe the ass. What's the, what's the amount of weekly sets of the big three you would recommend? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're pushing them hard, anything beyond five on squats and deadlifts gets a little tedious uh, for me. I don't generally like to do more than 25 reps, not a rule, but on average on deadlifts a week, floor deadlifts. Um, but, you know, on squats, if you're doing hard squats, uh, that's a lot of work. You know, that that gets pretty intense. Um, if you're doing it on multiple days, you might be able to get away with a little bit more. But I don't really recommend that because I'd rather have you doing multiple exercises, especially if you're trying to build up those sexy leggies. And uh, Raphael says Walmart sells decent equipment. I'll take your word on that. Not doubting you. I just don't uh, never bought everything, any equipment off Walmart. Best supplements to use, how, when, and ones to avoid. Well, I just saw somebody's video today um, talking about the six muscle-building supplements you need. And my knee-jerk reaction was, there are not six muscle-building supplements you need. They're definitely not. Uh, they're, if you are serious about training and nutrition and health, then... D3, B12 uh, should be in the mix. Um, if you're serious about getting the 1% out of your performance, creatine every day, every day, not just with your pre-workout because sometimes it doesn't have five grams. And then you could you could use beta alanine as well. There are benefits to beta alanine, but you got to take it like three times a day. So it becomes very, very tedious. So if you're struggling to take creatine once a day or every day, adding beta alanine in the mix is going to be even worse. Um, and R, yes, it is. Post up your question real quick, R, if you got one. Uh, so, you know, beyond that, what do you really need? Um, I don't recommend a lot of things, you know, beyond D3, uh, B12. There are some very good nootropics. There's a very good joint supplement called Joint XT, which uh, my wife swears by, and and Robert, the supplement engineer, um, would talk about. But you know what to avoid. Um, I don't know, man. Pretty much everything else is just, you know, a multivitamin might be good as a backup plan, but there's not a lot else you really need to be concerned about. You know, do you need a pre-workout? No. Can it be beneficial on certain days? Absolutely. I like to keep one around, and I like to have a half scoop just for a kick in the butt. Um, but, you know, beyond that, there's just not a lot you really, really need. Joey, how long should I eat at an increased calorie intake before seeing if I should increase it anymore? Well, if you're not, you got to watch that weight graph, and if it's not moving after, like, two weeks to 20 days, 
definitely time to bump it up. But two weeks, if you don't see any movement at all, I would bump calories 150. Yes, sir, and we're about to hop off unless anybody else has any more questions. So if you have any questions, post them up now. And wipe that ass. If you if you can squeeze in more quality volume, what's the most amount of weekly frequency of the big three you would recommend? Um, I look at weekly volume, and I take it on an exercise-by-exercise basis. Say you're doing three squats and you're recovering well and you think you can squeeze in a four set of squats and do so. It's not a game of what's the most you can do. It's a game of what's what's effective and what can you recover from and what's going to give you the, you know, what's reasonable. Um, deadlifts, I don't really believe in doing more than once a week unless you're on some super specific specialty program. Um, you know, bench and squats. Yeah, those are great movements, but if you're trying to build a base uh, in the offseason, you need to have lifts other than the bench and squat in the mix. So, yeah, you can handle a lot on bench and squats, but the question is, are you going to do it at the expense of building more well-rounded strength and muscle? I am not a big fan of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of having well-rounded exercise choices. With that said, uh, squatting and benching two times a week it would be okay as long as you're squeezing in other exercises. All right, guys, that's it for questions. I'm here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, watch for my app and the app release video on – whoops, you got another one coming in. I'll get to that uh, here shortly. Watch for my app and app release video on Monday. And you'll have eight days to get in on the dollar deal. And just a reminder, anyone that gets on the dollar deal gets a chance to win a bunch of free crap or a barbell and plates from uh, Bells of Steel. My shoulders are getting huge. How, how, can, I, how can I life without getting uh, too big? Getting too big? What's getting too big? Come on, man. Come on, man. You don't want to get too big? Come on, man. We all want to get too big. If you don't want to get any bigger, you just hold your weight the, the same. Mickey Chan, need. <laughs> Need question here. If, if uh, we only build a few grams of muscle fiber every day, where would the 150 grams of protein that we eat go to? Mickey, you're overthinking things. Um, your body is moving every day. It needs to repair and recover, and you need amino acids and proteins for everything in your body, Mickey. Uh, so, you know, it, number one, you need that for balance. I guess the question could be, if you don't want to eat that much protein, what are you doing with all those carbs, trying to get diabetes? <laughs> uh, seriously. Uh, actually, you need it. Protein is used for more than muscle. And, uh, you know, just simply muscle. Uh, and, you know, you need dietary balance. So uh, it's just basic, basic physiology, basic dietary balance. Your body needs that protein uh, – uh, you know, not just to build muscle, but to maintain your body's constantly replenishing, repair, uh, you know, repairing uh, muscle cells. It's just part of existence. Progress or li basic linear progression for an average program. I don't like linear progression because it runs uh, its course really quick. Linear is trying to add weight. Um, Linear progression is not linear periodization. Linear progression is trying to add weight every week, and I'm not a fan of that. I just don't like it. 
and uh, wipe that ass. We'd love to the same prom. We'd love to have the same problem as DC, right? My shoulders are too big. All right, guys, we're out of here. We'll see you next Friday, and stay tuned on Monday for the launch of the new app. I appreciate everybody joining me.